This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with wars and persecutions, destruction of Jerusalem, the coming of the Son of Man, watch yourselves, and preparing for the Passover. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or on your favorite podcast provider. This is the day which the Lord has made. From the rising of the sun to its setting. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Sanctify us in your truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting. today comes from Exodus chapter 12. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month every man shall take a lamb according to his fa- their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons. According to what each can eat, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Then they shall take some of the, the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lentil of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat any of its raw or boiled in water, but roasted its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning, you shall burn. In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day. And you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord. 
throughout your generations as a statue forever. You shall keep it as a feast. This is the word of the Lord. You shall have Small Catechism, page 327. What is the benefit of this eating and drinking? How can bodily eating and drinking do such great things? four days our vicars will receive their assignments and in five days our candidates will receive their calls. A part of what that means is that shortly after those services there will be a
gathering of people that will be frantically looking through all of these papers, trying to figure out what does this mean and what good does this do me? Welcome to figuring out benefits packages. What good does this do me is the question before us from the catechism. What is the benefit of this eating and drinking? What good does it do me? And in order to reflect on this, we're going to look for a moment at the Passover. The Passover, of course, we know the story very well. It is the 10th plague. It is the plague of death and life. And they were given excruciatingly detailed instructions on what to do, on how to kill the lamb, and what to do with the blood. It goes on the lintel posts, goes on the doorposts, and they are to eat this meal in haste, for it is the Lord's Passover. Now, we know this. We know this story almost too well, maybe. But what is it that they receive when they eat this meal? Well, quite simply, the meal saved their lives. In consuming the lamb, in being in the house, the benefit that they had was that they quite simply lived. It's a pretty good deal, honestly. And in that life, they had salvation. Fast forward this to the supper and you have the lamb that was slain for the salvation of the world. You have his own body and blood hidden under bread and wine that is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. And in this meal, your bene, the good that you receive is not simply a great insurance package, or a house that has 2.5 bedrooms, whatever that means. But rather, you receive the forgiveness of sins. And that forgiveness of sins, won by our Lord on the cross as the Lamb of God who was slain, that forgiveness of sins brings with it life. And where there is life, there is also salvation. It's all wrapped up in that word benefit, bene. But how is it possible? How is it that this is the way that God works? Well, our catechism tells us. It is in this eating and drinking in this bodily eating and drinking, 
bound together through the word of promise that our Lord's work of atonement of his death and resurrection is now delivered to you again and again and again. This is where your sins are forgiven. And where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. And so it is that we could call this meal the meal of life, the meal of healing, of salvation, the meal of forgiveness. It's kind of an amazing meal when you think of it that way. What good does it do me? It does me every good. Body and soul, life together. I suppose we should ask one final question as we reflect on this. What good it does me? How does he does it? How does he do it? Both lead us to the question of why. Why would God do such a thing? Why would he save such a people as Israel? Why would he forgive your sins and mine? Why would he draw us to this meal of everlasting life? And the answer is because that is who he is. He is the forgiving one. He is the one who gives of his own life. He is the one who saves. Who he is determines what he does and how he does it. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. In Jesus' name, amen.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the gift of divine peace and of pardon, with all our hearts and with all our minds, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the Holy Christian Church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For those who labor, for those who work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the sick and dying, and for those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God. Through the name Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and take them to heart, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my
Let us bless the Lord. 